0: One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will be hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader includes, but
1: it's not led to talk of Star Wars, not Reagan's. We can't truly prepare you for the jump that follows this song, but hey, we give it a try, so they are divided for equal, sequel, hate, and love they fight I know that we are just musicians hired, and their time is up, so here's the Knights of Vader Impressive Most Impressive
0: A big thank you to Inspiriority Complex, providing our theme song. It is July 15th, 2022. My name is Zach Weber, and no, we are not talking about the final episode of Kenobi, but we are talking about something infinitely more important. And I am joined by the Porteous with the Mortius, Chris.
1: Hey, happy to be here to talk about some very interesting goings on in the much appreciated across the world and all of our listening audience Hasbro action figure collecting world.
0: I have to say, I imagine if we started like talking more about like Funko Pop Star Wars stuff or, or some other contemporary fad brand that people would maybe care a little bit more. I feel like Hasbro is like the old man's brand right now when it comes to Star Wars collecting.
1: It's funny you say that. I was, I was thinking about that before we started. And, you know, a, a lot of the sentiment around for those of you paying attention to the the star wars figure collecting zeitgeist at the moment you know there's a lot of talk about the notion of hasbro getting rid of clear plastic packagings and putting figures in closed boxes so you won't be able to see them before you buy them and a lot of people are like this is the beginning of the end this is crazy it's this is not okay and uh and i was thinking about it and i was like there's only in the last 45 years there's only been 10 years where there weren't three and three quarters star wars figures and they weren't the most recent anywhere near the most recent 10 years at this point. So I don't think it's going anywhere. It's been profitable that long.
0: I, the thing about it is that, but we also look at the stewardship of the star Wars brand. And this has also become the million dollar question. I don't, it's, it's, it's not even a contemporary Lucasfilm thing. I think it's who is making decisions over Star Wars merchandise. And this has been a question I've been asking now for over a decade or approximately a decade. Is, is it Lucasfilm making these decisions or is it Disney consumer products, which is a – oh, God, one of the seven – like. Branches that report directly to Bob Chapek. Um, it's I. I don't think it's Lucasfilm that's making these decisions. I think it's a completely divorced from, oh God, the studio that's making these decisions, and that's why you're getting so many peculiar moves when it comes to uh, merchandise for Star Wars, and not even Marvel, which I think is going to show up a lot in this conversation. Just that Marvel is weirdly doing its own thing, and in. in performing fine to not if not great relative to star wars when it comes to new characters molds um packaging withstanding
1: yeah yeah well it, it does make you wonder like the obvious comparison would be, would be the has Lab projects and uh the but but the thing is like the star wars ones especially the razor crest did really well and it's it is it does make you wonder why they felt the need to like experiment with a role play item it could have been it could have been obi-wan's and anakin's saber instead of reva's i don't think it would have played out much differently i think that they found their audience of a specific type of collector who's going to get in on a has and they offered up something that that person is not interested in
0: the the, the reva has deluxe lightsaber Is fascinating because my theory on that, and it's a rather crafted theory, is I think – because again, everybody keeps thinking like Hasbro just like comes up with ideas and says, okay, here we go. Remember, it has to go through multiple tiers of committee at the Walt Disney Company. And I wouldn't be surprised that like when Hasbro pitches their their product line for Kenobi that – Disney says, no, we want this. And I wouldn't be surprised if they were trying to force the Riva Black Series lightsaber onto Hasbro and Hasbro probably knew that that was going to be a dud. And so they probably compromised with them and said, well, well, let's let's do it as this and let the fans speak first. And I think that's probably what happened. That probably was Hasbro dodging a bullet and just putting it under the thing of, no, here you go. It's, 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 it's a Hazlab project. And that was a way of kind of getting around the product that was inevitably going to either sit on shelves or go immediately to like, uh, e-tailers clearance bin.
1: Right. Because it didn't like, um, design wise, it didn't seem like it justified the platform because like, you know, part of it is a led saber, something they already have assembly lines for that's about <laughs> that's a good chunk of the product the exact i'm sure it's the same red blade that comes with whatever other than your count dooku and your Saj ventress blade whatever it is so it, it you know it's like they made a, a a hilt that has little clips on it in terms of r&d it is no razor crest <laughs> like that's for sure like they there's no way they had to put that much design hours into it and i think the fanfare and the uh lack of tears and lack of content trying to promote it reflects that and and you must be right that it's some sort of uh and as we speak of course this failed to fund like last week and it, i think it got to 1400 out of 5000 or something like that and you know god bless all those people who thought they wanted to pay for that but um uh, but you know, it's like we all knew when the moment we saw it, the moment the campaign started, that it wasn't going to make it. Like I don't, I don't think anyone believed that it would. So, I'm pretty sure Hasbro can figure that out. You would hope. That's where I don't blame them because
0: I think they, I, I... As time goes on, and we and we've talked about this a lot over the last year or so, it's like even today, like the, the biggest piece of toy news was Hasbro finally unveiled that they're gonna do the Andrew Garfield, Toby Maguire, and whoever his name is, a Tom Holland like Spider Man trio from No Way Home, Chris being one of the six people on the face of this earth that hasn't seen that film. Um
1: I saw it. I saw it. Oh, you did? Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I found it to be a shallow, unsatisfactory conclusion to the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy.
0: Eh, it's close enough. He says that he basically got, he, he alludes to that he got married to Kirsten Dunst, I'll take it. It's good enough considering I don't want Disney bastardizing that. It's much like Rob said in the Attack of the Clone cinema discussion, please, please leave my nostalgia alone. Or at least that's the, the PG version of how Rob said that. Um, But look at that though. Like this is – think that movie has been out since December of 2021. They officially unveiled this July 2022 and they're saying a tentative release date of like September 2023. So think about that. Almost two years after that movie debuted and let's be generous and let's say they'll probably get it on shelves sometime in April or May of next year. I think what Hasbro is doing, and this is based on even what they've done just – well, what they fulfilled recently with the Old Republic Trooper where they put pre-orders for that up, what, mid to late spring of 2021 and are just now starting to fulfill orders. I know this week I got my order that I placed last year. Um, I think Hasbro is moving toward a pre-order model like something that Hot Toys has been doing for a while where we're going to announce this thing 18 to 24 months in advance basically let it sit there for 6 to 8 months to gauge how many pre-orders we get and then produce 15% more units than pre-orders and then take it from there. I think that's what they're doing cuz either it's a logistical thing or it's a cost thing where they just can't afford to produce the think about it. It's going to get to a point where and I get it like all costs are soaring. There's really no relief in sight with this sort of thing. Um, I, I think they're realizing that the only way to really kind of get a genuine handle on this is to just get pre-order numbers as in how many quantities and just forecast it from there. And then, but things like Kenobi, where obviously people are going to buy contemporary Ewan McDonald, Reva, Vader. Um, I think they know those things are going to sell so they can sit there kind of roll the dice on that. That's why we're seeing some reports of a lot of those figures showing up now. Um, th- that's my theory on it because there's really no other explanation as to why all this stuff is years out from being fulfilled.
1: Did, was that Old Republic Trooper and the Shea Visla both Hasbro Pulse exclusives?
0: Um, Old Republic Trooper for a fan contest was a shared exclusive between has whatever they want to call it uh oh god what's has- hasbro pulse yeah. and shop disney the weird thing about that where nobody can explain that to this day was that like when they announced that was going to be available for pre-order like oh available for pre-order on hasbro pulse and shop disney like on july or wherever it was date at blah blah, blah blah and it only went live for hasbro pulse and it, it never showed up for Shop Disney. And that be, kind of became a joke. It's like, when is that going to eventually drop? And what happened was, I think about six weeks ago, it just it was like one of those things work like, on Monday, Shop Disney like posted on social media, oh, it's going to be available for pre-order this Wednesday at 1 PM. And guess what? It went live, it sold out within, I think like an hour. And then they shipped them all, fulfilled them within, I think a week or two. And that was it. Like it was a like it was weird to to tie it all together like that. And they got their entire thing, but they had pre-orders go live and fulfilled them faster than Hasbro's a full, like almost a year in advance.
1: That's crazy. You know, I re- actually, I really regret not ordering uh, those two mostly just because they um like, I wasn't collecting vintage collection when those first came out. And if the older public trooper even did come out on vintage collection card, it might've been like, we had like a weird release or something like Europe only or something the first time, if I remember correctly, but um yeah, no, those are, those two look pretty cool. And they bothered to make a new head sculpt for Shea Visla, which I find very strange that like, you'd think it would be min- most minimal amount of effort possible on something like that, which has like very minimal connection to any current media. But um, I, I find it fascinating that they, they're keeping the Expanded Universe moniker on those cards because that actually means nothing to any stream of the current Star Wars branding.
0: Well, I think it also comes down to that, like, remember, we are in a very different mindset Star Wars-wise, not just as fans, but also them as content creators than we were a decade ago. Like, again, the people who grew up Adoring Dash Rendar, Kyle Katarn, Prince Xizor, um, all of them are are coming of age now that, again, it's the buying power. The the And again, this is not to belittle anybody though, but the Nutma Star Wars people, the ones that just cling to the original trilogy and not even just that, just Empire and Star Wars um, are finally, again, they've reached a demographic age that they have fallen out when it comes to buying power. They are not buying this stuff anymore. They, they are in a demographic that excludes them. And now the generations that grew up with all this kind of a peripheral media are now saying, okay, like I will sit there, spend this money on this. Like When I think about it, we've reached a point and it's kind of hard to mentally comprehend it. And this is one of the parts, because at one point in this discussion, I want to talk about Galaxy's Edge a little bit because a friend of the show, Maximo, has been asking me a lot because he's planning a trip there next month. But even when I was there in January, the sheer amount of Life Day merchandise that was sitting on shelves, not just in the Galaxy's Edge area, but in other parts of the resort, I was just like, like, like. It's one of those things as a Star Wars fan, you really have to take a step back and marvel at the notion that Disney made holiday special merchandise on like, uh, uh like
1: in mass. And at the same time, there was holiday special Starbucks cups available. <laughs> like, what was going? That was a weird period, man. But this is the thing, though. But like, It goes back to your comment about Shea Visla.
0: I think they realize, again, Disney doesn't care if there's money. They're going to go after it. Um, they might not ever officially sanction the holiday special. But as long as there's demand for it, like again, it, it's inevitable. Again, there's the George Lucas intro of, and they created the holiday special. It, it, it's like it's there. It's something that if they can make a buck off of it, it will be produced. And again, it's on Disney. Think as much as the animated section is kind of the only uh, what would you put it uh, uh, officially praised segment of it. Um, it. It's there. It's there for anybody who wants to fall down the rabbit hole of it.
1: Well, I mean, you got to you got the you got the Ewok movies too, which are kind of bonkers on their own.
0: But even look at that too, like even tying that into like things like droids, the fact that like you can go get an R2-D2 droids figure that like I saw that target today, like that those still float around occasionally you'll see one or two. I think they're realizing that there's genuine money here um, and you got to give them credit in that regard that they're actually either being allowed to push that or they're still or, or somebody's not pushing back against it because it doesn't fit some sort of framework as to what they're going for. Um, I don't know. I th- I think the future of Star Wars and just the, the the toys, it's at its most just kind of I don't wanna say bleak, but it's kinda bleak's not the right word. Um like frontier. I feel like anything is possible right now because they just don't know what to do with it.
1: The droids figures are like a really weird thing to me because like I, I don't know. I, I watch some I, I watched some of the generic sort of vintage collection uh youtuber commentary on those and it's i don't i think you're maybe giving them a little too much credit like i don't think they really know what any of this stuff is like because i don't think i don't think a lot of collectors even know what it is to be honest like like for example here's a here's like an actual an actual like 1985 droids figure of kezaban he's a purple alien he they he's, he's this is a five poa figure from 85 uh you know these aren't speaking from somebody who like has a lot of friends in the sort of vintage collecting world like even in that those circles these are niche sort of things (laughs) like it's one of those it's like a line that you go to like when uh you you think that the first 12 are too expensive or something (laughs) you know what i mean it's like it's not super desirable i can barely do it i don't know anyone who could there's only 13 episodes of droids okay 13 half an hour episodes i don't know anyone who could tell you who could rhyme off all 13 like not there's not a person on earth who actually knows all 13 half hour episodes of you droids. are
0: absolutely correct but i think it's a step even removed from that um it, more abstract that is i think what they're going for is that people see that packaging combined with that logo and subconsciously quasi subliminally they're like childhood Childhood, remember? Remember for what was it a year ago? They made the uh, they, they did repackaged figures of what was it? Luke Han and Greedo in the Power of the Force two packaging. I think it's just like think about it, like e- Power of the Force two is not a line that people look fondly upon. Like in retrospect, like it's it's one of those things where it's a nostalgia thing. It's like seeing like you are saying seeing Star Wars toys on a shelf for the first time in a decade. It got people excited. So if you see that packaging, you go ooh. It, it's it's almost like an impulse buy. It's when they do like the weird retro packaging for Coca Cola and Pepsi at certain times of the year. It, it's it's no more, no less. I think they're tapping into some form of consumer behavior science more than, and it's just the fact that it's it's niche and it tickles our funny bone is just like an added bonus for us. And as long as the check clears for them, they're going to continue to do it.
1: You you must be right about that to some degree because like I I just I'm just not that I'm just not the person they're they're gunning for somehow even though I spend a lot of money on this stuff like I bought none of that power of the force to like black series stuff just did not do, do it for me we could move into a little bit just because the reason I wanted to record tonight is because I I did post this uh I'm I, like you know we still have Toys R Us here in Canada and I happened upon the uh, deluxe vintage collection. Boba Fett out of Toys R Us and if you guys follow us on Instagram you might have saw like at first I posted the two boxes of it inside the store and then maybe an hour later I posted that I bought it opened it up very promptly and found that it was it had been swapped not for a lower grade five POA Boba Fett like they would have done if they had any class but instead some sort of weird Uh, like kinder surprise toys or something there was like a little little army guy and a bicycle in it or something and and uh you know uh, i posted that on the instagram and it's been getting a lot of traction uh it it got shared by a few uh a few larger accounts some thousands of people have had a look at it and uh it is fulfilling the fear that a lot of people had about these boxed figures without the clear packaging i had some very interesting interactions with a lot of the sort of community sort of trendsetters in the, the sort of hasbro star wars collecting a fan base and um for a lot of them it really you know like i was saying it really fulfilled their fears of what could happen here maybe no one else has posted anything like this so far but i this was like whoever did this he got the same person i'm guessing got two in one store and returned them both and uh, he must have done it like the day these got put out because I've never seen these before in store. I don't know. I don't know if you have, Zach.
0: No, I haven't. Uh, oh God, I, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I found a new Star Wars product sitting on a shelf. Um, oh God, it's been slim pickings. I would say the last new Star Wars Hasbro anything was maybe I want to say a month ago, and it was uh, Ponda Baba and um, Leia. In the, I think it's part of the same Black Series wave where she's wearing the, um, the throne room dress. Um, that was the last thing I, I have seen that's new. I, I have been going, I have a couple of UPCs from like Instagram posts of the TVC vintage collection Kenobi, Reva, and Vader. I keep trying to scan those, and and, and the target scanner tells me uh, pre sale not available. Um, and, and no, I, I I even I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Even the thing of trying to find the black series Boba Fett from the book of Boba Fett, and I couldn't. That that was one where the guy had it hidden in the back somewhere. Um, no, it, it's funny because when Chris Chris shared this with me. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a, a Instagram or Twitter post or whatever social media post that's going to get some traction. And the thing about this, and like again, I'm really curious as to what Chris's conversations are with uh, the high-profile trendsetters of Star Wars uh, toys. Um, but this is one of those things where it's – I don't find any new Hasbro stuff on shelves often. And when I do – Everything they've, like I've said a lot lately, is not interesting to me. I got the book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett figure, and I was really excited about that. I got from, I got lucky with Amazon, and when I got it, I was kind of shocked at how just for like a thirty-two dollar figure, how bland it is. Like even like it has no soft goods. Like it is like the like I was telling Chris, I sat there, uh, bought a thing of a super glue. And I was super gluing everything in the house today. And I, 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 it's been driving me nuts. Like I had to super glue his jet pack to him because like, it will not stay in for the life of him. Like it just will not. Um, and, and and it's just for a 30 something dollar figure. I was so excited for this. Because again, think about it like it, it's something that we didn't really get any merchandise of. The first piece of Book of Boba Fett merchandise I found was a Dollar Tree like reusable tote bag. And, and it's sad to say that the Dollar Tree has the jump on this merchandise wise. Um, but no, it's I have not seen any of these in the wild. Um, based on what you're telling me. I'm kind like, if I ever do find one, I will just inherently buy it like without even thinking about it, just because I want to see what sort of like novelties inside. It's the equivalent of like buying like a pack of trading cards or um, anything. I just want to see, like, I, if it's not a completely different thing. I will be disappointed. And at the very least, I expect some horrible, horrible like paint application where like I've seen what, a giant like yellow, like racing stripe down the middle of Boba Fett. Um, like I want some dud. Like I want something that I can go back into the store and start yelling at people. Like I,
1: I want it a, like a, a dud. Nice. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I think, uh, I mean, I I don't know. So like I, the main, the main page that sort of picked this up and shared it was galactic figures. I think that is formerly known as Jedi business. The guy who runs it is his name's Chris. He's, you know, he's a, a fellow member of the Chris army. He's a good dude. I've had a lot of interactions with him over the last few years. And um, he's, you know, he's sort of um he calls out Hasbro for like, reissues and lack of newness but he's generally doesn't get too hyperbolic about this sort of thing and and that remained to be the status quo but uh you know it got it's it got um through its various reshares i had a lot of comments like i captioned this in a way that um lacked outrage you know personally the 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 idea of them getting rid of plastic packaging doesn't personally bother me that much. And uh, that makes me an extreme anomaly in in uh, these collecting uh, fields, apparently. And some people reply to my caption, on re on other people's pages and the reposts where they shared my caption because they felt like annoying their audience. And uh, so they shared my caption. They're saying, you know, I'm not really ideal. I get, I'm not ideologically against the removal of the plastic packaging. It's just, it's unfortunate that stuff like this happens. Maybe it's going to be online only for this sort of thing. Since you can't look at the paint apps anyway, you might as well order it online. But, and, and then some people re- sort of replied to me like, uh, you should be ideologically against the re- the the removal of plastic packaging, and here's why it's the worst thing ever that's happened to this hobby. And like, I just I just can't uh take on that crusade with that level of passion because I'm not worried that like figure collecting is gonna go away. Like I I I I, I feel the need to remind people that there's something like four thousand three and three quarter Star Wars figures. Like, it's it's crazy. And a lot of the coolest ones already came out. And you probably don't have them. And you can probably get them for a pretty reasonable price. And I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if they put the vintage collection on ice for a little while. Because I don't think the quality of the figures will drop off if they present it a different way. I don't know how you feel about that, Zach.
0: Um, a lot to kind of unpack there. Um, I... Uh it's weird because I understand where you're coming from, but I don't I, I get it as a as a notion being like like kind of not indifferent, but just kind of like this isn't a hill that I want to die on. I I in in theory probably side more with the people being like, What's the point of any of this? Um and I and the problem too is that it reminds me of a lot, and obviously you live in the Great North where I live uh in in the Oh God, personal hell of New York. I'm your five hour drive away, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. But it might as well, well again, New York versus Canada, not that much different, but like New York versus other parts of this country might as well be like oceans apart. Um, It it reminded me of a couple of years ago, New York was like, we're going to ban all plastic shopping bags because blah, 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 insert socio-political reason here. And my thing was, like, as somebody who years ago did a lot of, like, oh, God, buying and selling on eBay, that was free, like, shipping, like, packing materials and just even practical things around the house. Like, it was very rare to ever just throw a plastic bag out because I got tired of looking at it. There was always a reason as to why I could use it. And it really only got thrown out if it had, like, oh, God, a dozen-plus holes in it. And everyone's just like, oh, no, we have to think about the environment. And I'm like, if you understand why plastic shopping bags existed, it's because people got mad because we were cutting down too many trees and we were wasting paper for paper bags. And then now as a culture, we are just completely shifted away from plastic shopping bags to paper bags. And I'm just like, this, this is what we did 40 years ago as a culture, and we're just doing the opposite
1: now because it fell out of favor. So, I mean, theoretically, the paper bags... Are for are like the dunce cap, it, like basically you forgot your reusable bags at home if you have a paper bag. Well, y-
0: yes, but it's the notion of they're readily. Av- it's something that's readily available because like even think about like it's what I don't know about you, Chris, but in, in New York it's five cents per bag. So like even if you're doing a large grocery like shopping visit, like you're using it most what eight. So that's forty cents. Like what are you going to do with forty cents? Like you, you sit there. Like
1: it's the point is that are you are you saying that 40 cents is insufficient to dissuade you from relying on the convenience of those bags?
0: Oh, I, no, I don't use it on principle. Like if I forget like a reusable bag. I legit just carry it out of the store. I'm like, I'll die on this hill. Like, no, I'm that person. I'm difficult in real life. You don't want to deal with me. You,
1: what you're doing is your provide your behavior is the exact reason um I don't know if it's literally why they're doing this, but theoretically, it's the reason why they're doing this because it there this this tax on bags has actually curbed your behavior, Zach.
0: Oh, I know. And when the, and what happened was in the two plus years like between announcing it and being enacted, I stockpiled as many plastic bags as I could. Like and, and like at this point now, I just light them on fire to spite everybody. Um, but the point being is, the plastic bag thing is like, oh, we're doing this to like again. The grocery stores agreed to think about it. The only reason why this became law, or I don't even know, maybe it could have been executive action. I forget which one it was. Is that like the grocery chains and retail stores didn't push back? Like think about it. Walmart is Walmart is a behemoth in more ways than one. All it would take is Walmart saying no, and everybody would come to a screeching halt with this. The thing is, is that the reason why this, the I promise everybody, it's going to tie into Star Wars nonsense. The reason why the plastic bags disappeared in certain portions of the country here or there is because, you know how much money retailers lost on those plastic bags? They were exorbitantly expensive and there was nothing really, how retail works is it looks at it as you either make the organization money or you lose the organization money. It's the reason why people, you'll have a cashier make more money than somebody who deals with hundreds of pounds in the back of the store hauling stuff. And so it came down to just the retailers didn't want to spend the money on it. And it was a good way to cut cut cost. And that's what I think this whole Hasbro thing with the bubbleless window is coming down to, is I don't think it has anything to do about like socio-cultural, uh, environmental reasons. I think Hasbro probably has a spreadsheet somewhere where they can take and do the plasticless packaging, and it's probably going to save them some percentage on cost. And I think that's the issue that bothers me more, is that like... like they're trying to be cute and saying, oh, it's the environmental reason. Like we are green friendly. I'm like, if you were green friendly, you would cease all operations immediately. And basically sell, sell off all of your, um, your licenses. Like if you really believe that.
1: Okay. So like, I completely agree, but I think it can, I think the core motivation is profit driven and it has a marketing angle of the green aspect for those who care about it. It can be both. It, it, but it, it it it's no it, like it's it doesn't just because their motivation is not what they're professing that it is it can still be theoretically beneficial. I, I I but I I don't mean I'm not sure that like I'm not sure that we have enough data to even say that it is like like I, I don't know you you're on the wrong podcast if you want to hear the actual should
0: we preface this with 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 uh, allegedly like should we go back and just put an allegedly before this?
1: But like I I've heard some people some people who seem to have credentials claim that it take requires more energy to produce a paper grocery bag than a plastic one. But I, that's the biggest allegedly you can possibly put on that. And theoretically they're using less paper bags. The point, the point is really what I'm getting to is uh, it's okay if they put the vintage collection on ice. Uh, I don't mind. You're still going to get good figures. And by the way, you can still collect this stuff because you might not have all 300 or so vintage collection figures that have been released. And there's a lot more interesting stuff from earlier than that. I, I know there are people who have all 4,000 star Wars figures carded. These people exist. There's like five of them. Like you are never going to get there. So it's not going to end, end the, uh, the, it's not going to end the 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 uh, the hit you guys get from buying a f- new figure that you didn't have before. You'll always be able to find something that you don't have that's affordable. And these things come in waves. Like maybe the vintage collection comes back with plastic bubbles as a specialty item or a HasLab ten pack or something a few years down the road. It's not the end of the world. You're, there's still stuff that you haven't got for your collection that you can find in the meantime.
0: Well, I think I think you're looking at it as a practical collector, and you have to—I want to I, I say—make it more animalistic, almost. And it goes back to the comment I made about like just the packaging, whether it be the droids, the power of the force, too. I think by think about it, if you are a Oh God, I hate, this is not even the correct way to use this term, but I'm going to use it anyway. If you are a binary Star Wars fan and that there's either a correct way to do Star Wars or there's an incorrect way, there's no in-between. If you were to make merchandise that doesn't include a translucent plastic window, you are inherently doing it wrong and therefore you are messing with my nostalgia, therefore you must be destroyed. Remember, all Star Wars is nostalgia.
1: Yeah, but Black Series figures since the since day 1 have not had the aesthetic of Star Wars figures they still don't well I no, no, I I'm not,
0: I'm not, I I think the issue is to think about it like we all know from Marvel Legends that the 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 bubble translucent plastic window is disappearing from the sixens line but you notice nobody is screaming bloody murder over that inevitably happening they're getting all hot and bothered over the three and three quarter inch because that is the nostalgia. You mess with that, you are, you are pissing on their love of Star Wars collecting. And that's what it is. Like, because I know even what? Um it's for that really I kind of love it, but it's also so stupid. I hate it at the same time. War of the Bounty Hunters, like dip boba fett and black paint figure and like they're going with just cardboard like it's it's a window packaging with a little like book open and everyone's just like complaining about that like oh man it's gonna be a nightmare to dust it's like please like when is dust been a problem for star wars collectors like are we really gonna go down that path
1: listen um, if you don't know if you're not like an expert duster if you're like consider yourself like A reasonably serious star wars collector and you're not like a like you don't understand dusting like can't help you but but uh you know like black series figures don't look good in packaging get over it guys open your black series figures like they look better outside of the box especially those the first 100 in those red and black boxes like seek professional help if you're keeping those in the box in a line with all the numbers well, facing outwards
0: well, again, again the blo the six inch series was only there because marvel legends really started to take off in the early 2010s and again this is another thing where hasbro realized that the collecting community was really starting to peter out like there was nothing exciting um what the I, from what i've read the clone wars animated lines like toward the early 2010s were like Oh God, from what Pablo Hidalgo has described, they were they were losing money on that merchandise, um, like which I don't understand because some of those – again, a lot of those figures were are still hard to come by. Um, I, I don't know, but I've always been led to believe that the Clone Wars animated series figures toward the end of that line were lo- – like they were losing a ton of money on that. And so I think Black Series was there of just kind of uh, the Malibu Stacey, but this time she has a hat. I think it was the idea of like, oh, what would it be like if there was a six in Star Wars figure? And it's it's a it's a novelty. Um, and then I think it took off just well enough on the dawn of Disney era Star Wars, that obviously they figured they there was the potential there. Again, I remember, oh God, our first like genuine Star Wars toy leaks for Force Awakens. I think I think it's probably still saved on my computer somewhere. It was prototype figures of that initial uh, six black series figures. It was Kylo Ren, Ray, Finn, Chewbacca, and BB-8, um, and, and that was in the stormtrooper, and that was like mind blowing. Like I can still remember. Um, Oh God, it was in all the, uh, the forest Friday stuff. There was preview stuff they were doing in August of 2015. And I remember being in, this was my big days in the rebel scum forums. There was like one shot of like all the merchandise and I forget who it was. Some, oh God, um, journalist figure was like doing that. And like we, everybody thought they saw one, one super articulated three and three quarter inch figure, like in the background, they were begging her. To like on Twitter, just go and look at this thing so we could get like a clear image of it. And it turned out later to be like, it was like the Black Series three and three quarter inch that one not come out until I think like four, three or four months after the fact. Um, no, the Black, the six inch Black Series, I don't think, again, I think there's demand there. Like, I, is somebody who has begun or continued to collect that, um, it's where my focus is because I like, I like the larger figures in a way that I, 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 I Not that I prefer it, it's just something that's a little bit more different compared to what I grew up with. It's it's the, again, Malibu Stacy with a hat.
1: I mean, I got a few Black Series figures, but I think at least 50% of them are the 2013 Boba Fett with different paint.
0: Fair. We should say that uh much like how in 2015 they had a uh, white chocolate Boba Fett, we now have dark chocolate Boba Fett with War of the Bounty Hunters. <laughs>
1: And 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 the white one is coming back out again in a new box. Yeah, I know. so they're I'm really sure. that one hasn't come out yet. So you know, I mean, it must be like the tenth time they're using that mold for a new figure. Like, yeah, the first one, the white one, the first time, the Kenner colors one that was a SDCC exclusive, which I had briefly and traded for Force, uh, no, for, for a Rise of Skywalker figures. Uh, and then, uh, you, there's, yeah, then you got the droids one and then you got the reissue of the original one on archive collection and on 40th anniversary, Empire Strikes Back card back. And now you got a black one. And the well, white also again.
0: too, like, but it's the notion of every time they put that figure out, it sells out. Like it, it's a Darth Vader. Like it's just. You put that. I'm guaranteeing you. You could sit there, shit. Whether it be the archive, whether it be any sort of just paint application you want, you put that figure on a shelf, it will sell out immediately because Star Wars fans are conditioned. Buy anything with Boba Fett's logo on it, especially now that he's he's more popular than ever.
1: Well, and that, and you know, that takes us back to like the exact reason we're talking right now. Like, I wanted to buy. I don't want to buy a whole lot of new Star Wars figures. I wanted that Boba Fett, and uh. It turned out to be a a big a big nothing burger, but I you know I did pick up that um that I I did get the droids both versions of the droids one the six inch and the three and three quarter And the three and three quarter is a lot is a lot better looking because it's like an actual like sculpt from like the last like five years and uh, I don't know like there's something weirdly compelling about continuing to get like the odd Boba Fett figure, but I don't buy too many of these these new ones so maybe i'm just like like i'm not feeding the addiction in in the same way that a lot of these contemporary collectors are and maybe that's why i just can't relate to their dread over the lines ending i do i think i think another reason why i'm not bothered by it is because i think this the notion of collecting two or three of the same figure you know how it's like one to open one to keep carded and another one just in case like you hear people say this and it's like I think that's incredibly unhealthy <laughs> like as somebody who has an entire room of Star Wars figures, I think that's a little much. And I think that if, if you're, if, if, it, like, for example, if I were to buy, if, if I had gotten away with purchasing this new book of Boba Fett in a box, I would, I couldn't tell you how uncompelled I would be to have two. And for, with some vintage collection figures, I do have two, Cause I wanted one to open it one carded. Cause it looks it like I, I hear you guys. It looks great carded, but this, if you have two of these and want to keep sealed, first of all, you don't even know that there's not army men inside. So like, why are you even keeping it sealed? And secondly, you can't see the figure. So it's like, if you just cut the tape nicely and you have your loose figure, I feel like you're done with one example. That's complete. And I don't know if Hasbro understands that. Like, a good chunk of collectors are not going to buy two or three of this sort of thing and i hope that they don't because i think that's a step in the right direction for this community personally
0: i think a lot of that comes down to just with the market like as much as i i dislike it the market research like hasbro and or disney has to be doing that level of consumer behavior studies on all this and 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 it reminds me also of like what happened a few years ago with the plastic straws. Like everybody got hot and bothered over no more plastic straws. even though they still exist here and there. Um, I, I think it's something that, again, I think you, you think you nailed the he- nail on the head with, I think the majority of Hasbro's product lines are going to step away from it. Um, like you said, I think primarily for an economic reason, but they're going to hide behind the, uh, the good PR of it. But I think there will be, like you said, there's going to be examples where it's going to come back and it's going to be considered special. I I, I think that's going to be the tactic they use. Um, But I think there's also going to be the issue too, just like the, the impetus for all this is just theft. Like, I don't know if you, you must've seen it in your travels, Chris, there's a six pack out there of star Wars figures. They're all five POA. I think they're like the four inch or five inch scale. And it's, Return of the Jedi Luke, Return of the Jedi Vader, Rey in her Force Awakens costume, Death Trooper, Din in and Baby Yoda and in uh, his little pram. And every single time I walk past one of these, whether it be Walmart, Target, wherever I see it, the Baby Yoda in the pram is always stolen out of it, just ripped out of it. Every I, To the point where like there were six of them on a shelf and every single one of them was missing the Baby Yoda in the pram.
1: Baby Yoda is LeBron James head from Space Jam figures. Yeah,
0: I, I literally was about to say that from last summer. Um, And, and that's what happened. Because I think a lot of people think about it. Like, if, if you're a Star Wars collector and you have no morals or ethics, um, that's what you do. Like, you're you not going to spend – you're not going to drop, drop $25, $30 on this set. You are just going to rip it out and say, you know what? Like, think about it. retail employees don't care. Like, legally, they can't even
1: sit there chase you out of the store. Um, like. Okay, like, I promise you the last thing I want to do is to justify this be- this behavior. I did have some pause buying this figure because like the retail price in Canada and with Canadian funny money was $45 for this Boba Fett. It's a three and three quarter figure that happens to come with two extra Stormtrooper helmets. I do not consider the flame effects for the jetpack significant enough to make it not a standard three and three quarter figure. You know, back in the day, you used to get all kinds of cool stuff with your standard three and three quarter figure. Like, you know, f- let's look at this Mustafar Lava Miner, for example. He's got a big lava scoop and a bucket and he's awesome. He's got all kinds of great stuff and he comes with a coin. It's And it was probably seven dollars when it came out. So this Boba Fett for forty five dollars Canadian is absurd. Um, I- and-, and it's not uh, it's not the market. It's not production costs. Let's compare it to a, a totally separate line, different manufacturer that's coming out right now. I'm a big fan of the Jazzwares Halo three and three quarter line right now. They they're bigger than most of the Hasbro vintage collection just because they're Spartans and aliens, even though they're the same scaled. They're probably an inch taller. Most of them, they all come with crazy accessories. Here, they're like eleven ninety nine or something. And they're like just as articulated as Vintage Collection. Why is this Boba Fett $45? It's crazy. And I think it pushes some people over the edge. And when they can get away with it, they're going to try it. Um, but that's only really a problem in the retail setting, which I'm sure Hasbro wouldn't be upset if that sort of rolled off a little bit anyways. Like, like I said, I'm buying this at Toys R Us, which is not even an option for most of our American listeners, and they'll probably never see this figure at retail ever anyways.
0: Well, I absolutely, I, yes, because th- this is the thing. Like, it's funny, Like I have my own comparison uh, where Chris has the Halo figures. I look at the McFarlane DC figures, and you look at these figures, like, like I bought the entire set of uh, Hack Snyder's Justice League, and they were $20 each. And I know even today I saw links for stuff. And I know the Dwayne, the rock Johnson black Adam figure is $20 and you look at it, it comes with a stand, comes with all this stuff. And it's like, Oh God, I think it's like an eight inch scale figure, give or take. And it's $20 and Hasbro out there charging $30 for a three and three quarter inch figure without any plastic, nothing like that. And, but this is the thing – and this is one thing I've always brought up a lot. This, again, goes back even to the Rubble Scum Forum days where I would post this and I'd be told uh, I boinked your mother. Um, and this is why I want to ask Chris because I'll actually get a legitimate answer is that Disney wants to be known as a luxury brand. Would you be surprised if they are deliberately inflating cost of everything? And I'm not just saying just Star Wars. Like, look at anything Disney does. Like, not, like whether it could be any other toy line. Do an Amazon search, Google search, whatever. Would you be surprised if they are intentionally inflating the cost of merchandise across the board? Even look at the uh, Marvel Legends figures. Like, those are twenty five dollars a piece now. Um, there's no reason why a six inch Christian Bale Gore the God Butcher figure is $25 where you can get a Dwayne the Rock Johnson figure with a much better likeness, more plastic, more accessories for $5 less. Like it has to be Disney's just putting its like to a degree, they're putting their finger on the scale to try to elevate themselves artificially as more prestige is based on their branding. Do you think that could be the case?
1: Yeah, I mean, wasn't it sort of relatively well publicized when Hasbro had to like renew their deal for the star wars license there's only a year or two ago i think like we don't know the inside mechanics of that of course i it, it could be that they're it could be that they're paying more for the license since then it could be that they're they disney takes the attitude that like this is the license why action figures exist so here's what it costs like i don't know um it, like, it's just, it's just be, it's just beyond the scale of the market, as you're saying. You're talking about like the like seven inch scale, like McFarland stuff. That's one thing. But like, you know, I'm comparing it to a brand new, it's not a, a brand new three and three quarter line that's only existed for a year and it's like triple. And it, and the figures are not really better. <laughs> so it, it's, inter- it's just, it's interesting. Um, and the vintage collection and the black sears are probably like one third reused parts, like whether it's a direct re-release or like a repaint of some kind. So like there's not, it's not a whole lot of newness in it. Uh, it, it, But you know, it could be something to do with their renewed deal. It's just, it at the end of the day, it doesn't reflect the market value of comparable products.
0: And that's where it makes you wonder that like, how much longer is this going to go on where Has think about it. I would imagine probably the primary reason as to why Hasbro renewed their Star Wars license is not because it's a large profit maker for them, but it's to deny other brands the opportunity to come in. I think it's one of those things of they just – it's – again, I I just don't think there's money in this anymore. Like, again, we're on the what? The, the eve of uh, San Diego Comic-Con, so we're due for a lot of uh, – Oh, god, Shardimus Primes and people like him going up to Hasbro people. And you have like the Marvel team and they're like super excited. Like they're like, oh, wow, look at this. Like we were so excited. We got to do this, this, this and that. And we sat there, like got special uh, access to Oscar Isaac when we were doing the Moon Knight figure. And we can't wait for you to see this feature that like this happens. Like, we know, most people, then you get this, the Lucasfilm people. And they're like, yeah, yeah, Boba Fett, he's really popular now. And uh, Kenobi, like, like of course he needs his lightsaber. Like, what's a Jedi without a lightsaber? And, like, there's just no enthusiasm in the, like, Hasbro-Lucasfilm people versus the Hasbro-Marvel people. Like, the, the, it's just, like, it's comatose almost, where it's like, like, why are you doing this? Like, there must be different, better assignments in the building than this.
1: And I, I don't know, and that been going on for years. I'm, I'm not so sure about that, because you see stuff like, like the, the HasLab Razorcrest, the degree to which, like, this shouldn't be the case, and I must be wrong in some way, but the degree to which I could make better decisions that people would want to buy is appalling. Like, if, if I knew for a fact that the Revo lightsaber wasn't going to fund and that the Razorcrest was going to do better than the Barge, both thoughts I had before they became reality, I'm not way off base here. Like, obviously, they couldn't have... Like, they couldn't have wanted that that lightsaber to fail, right? <laughs> like, I think they did. I, you'd be so surprised. Like, again, I again think about it. What's the cost? I guess not not that much.
0: Well, I the it's funny because it, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but Zenger, but I finally got my uh Rise of Skywalker Leia FX lightsaber. Um, I, I don't know what the cost of these are, I wish I did. Um, I think it's another clear example of disney oh god i'm not i'm sorry hasbro versus disney because i have a pretty good comparison like almost think of like a um sat question like x is to y as is a to blank or alpha is to blank um it, it's one of those but no getting, getting back to the thing it's just about like having people making decisions that don't know probably in the best interest for anybody whether it be the organization or the. um demand for it like think about it. that Haslab razor crest was 350 dollars this is and this is one of those things where i really really now a year and a half later like kick myself in the butt for not doing that same and forget about just buying one not buying like a dozen of them and just sitting on them and realizing they're worth a fortune someday um well, even if they, even if they peak
1: at double, it's like, it's, it was a good buy.
0: That's, but this is the thing. This is where I don't know. I guess, I, again, it was me being cynical toward the, the Mandalorian. but look at it this way in that this was the same Hasbro that in like 2016 was telling us that if you wanted the Ultimate Millennium Falcon from 2008 to be re-released, it would, re, it would retail minimum $500.
1: Well, they, I mean, they put it out and it was 400
0: Yes, yeah. I know. But this is but this is the thing though, again, just thinking back at the time. This was the same company that in 2016 was telling us if you want this re-released, it's going to be like a $500 item. And then what? 4 years later they Well, you want to say draft up this thing and it's 350. And like yes, we didn't know it would unlock all the bonus tiers, but you look at that thing now. Like there's a couple of um, like toy shops that I follow. And occasionally they'll put one of those up for sale, whether because somebody had to sell it, whatever. And like the price tag will sit there, be like, I remember like like right after it got like started to ship to people. They showed one, they always have the price tag in the picture. And I think it was like $475 475 and then like a couple of weeks later, another one showed up and it was like 500. It's one of those things where I honestly don't think there's a cap on how far you can price that thing. Like I think now, if Hasbro was to say we are going to re-release this without like the bonus tiers, without any like strip it back a little bit, like when it comes to like additional stuff that makes that initial release so unique, I think they could easily like put an MSRP of like seven fifty and people would go bananas for it, and make it like a fan channel exclusive, like Shea Vizsla, like make it a GameStop, Big Bad Toy Store like angle.
1: I don't, I don't, I think I don't know quite. I don't know if it's that crazy because. They sold, what was it, like 18,000 of those things? Like, I see them... Was it like 28? Was it 18 or 28,000? I, I see no substantial difference between those two numbers for the sake of this conversation. I do see these things. Like, I see people put 800 or 1,000 Canadian on them at toy shows, and they uh, for sure don't sell. I mean, it's a it's a bit much for an impulse buy, but but um for the average person going into a toy show. But maybe they're selling around that price on eBay still. I don't know. But I don't think it's I think I kind of feel like they've peaked like I haven't really been watching the barge like I feel like that got up to like around 2000 but it's not there anymore.
0: Well the barge is also a niche thing like the fun thing about the barge was that it was like oh god that was the wishlist item for how many decades. Like I can still remember, even again, Rebel Scum Forum days. Like we would always complain about the fact, like, oh, we're getting X, but we're not getting the 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 job of sail barge. Um, the sail barge is one of those nice moments in Star Wars collecting, where like the fans put their money where their mouth was, and, and, and it worked for everybody involved. That's one where, like, like again, the barge will always kind of be. It, it's nice to know that it was the inaugural one for many reasons. Um. But I don't know, like you said, the Razor Crest, you've made the joke, Chris, it's had more screen time than the Millennium Falcon across how many dozens of, of productions. And I think it's also, it's new and it's exciting. And, and that's the thing where you really can't, oh God, there's really nothing else I would say in the last decade that's been as fun as the Razor Crest outside of maybe the ghost. And, and that had its moment and they let it pass
1: yeah well i i think i think there's ways i mean you 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 can find no shortage of conversation about this there's Haslab three and three quarter projects they could do that would guaranteed fund like the the one people have been talking about for years is a modular death star where you could buy like three of the same piece and they would connect or something something like that i i'm sure would fund instantly it's it these these people want big crazy items to display in their collection rooms and uh it doesn't it really doesn't take a rocket scientist to like put these projects together there's a handful of ships that have never come out in that scale you could always do a ship that's already come out in a more accurate to 118th scale i feel like there's a a big market for that kind of stuff like the vintage collection slave one Uh, boba fett starship
0: uh correction the fire spray
1: you could well it's actually really boba fett starship because they're leaning in on that hard and it's on like five different packages but uh you know you could do like as much as it would annoy everyone to buy it with that moniker on there you could do like a true like 118th boba fett's starship (laughs) that is like the size of the like big millennium falcon (laughs) because that's pretty much pretty close to what it would actually be if it was proper scale for the three and three quarter figures obviously the falcon would be a lot bigger if it was proper scale but untenable for a variety of reasons so you know there's there's stuff they could do like we all like a lot of us who are deep into this stuff have that vintage collection slave one and they would buy a bigger one why because we have issues it's not, uh, you, you, but it would fund. Like, there's no chance a big slave one wouldn't fund.
0: I, I, I yeah, would it though? Like, is that? I think it would. Not, but that's not exciting though. The same. I think well, the Razor Crest was something. Think about it. It would. They didn't even try doing a dumb, a dumbed down Razor Crest. Like, it's not even like what they did with um. Oh God, a lot of the Force Awakens vehicles were like, we got like, oh, the black in what the, the black Poe X-Wing. And then it wasn't until the Rise of Skywalker, we got the, uh, the, the vintage collection candy corn color one. Like that's the thing The Razorcrest was, think about it for such a popular Star Wars thing that across all levels of the fandom, everybody enjoyed the first piece, real taste of that ship outside of what a micro machine was it three hundred and fifty dollars completely with like no oh god no tether to like pricing in the sense of like they didn't really hold back on anything and that's so rare like when was the last time you can say they've done that like in that sense for something that's never been done before
1: well it's because they it's because they basically it's 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 because they stopped the five poa three and three quarter line where you'd get the odd vehicle like uh like the rogue one u-wing for example which is pretty pathetic but at least it came out you know so there's no there's no other avenue for that without that sort of budget line but that's what i mean though and that i remember like we we kind
0: of flirted with this topic back when the has lab rancor like failed um and we were all taking what bets the night of we were like oh man it's like in like what that failed by what a couple hundred votes um it, it, it's that idea that, and I know I'm not the only. I know there's the one like really angry guy on Instagram, uh blue harvest collector that's just like hit the entire account is just beating the war drum against the six inch line.
1: I I've um, talked to that guy a bunch of times. He's I mean he's a little bit wild, but Mark Mark's an all right guy. I don't know. He's okay, I didn't too-
0: know. His, I guess I know. He's not he's not hostile. Like no, he's not sitting there like about. He's not outside the the Rhode Island headquarters ready to burn the place down. No, but he he has made it his mission statement that like all resources should go into the vintage collection. No more, no less.
1: I mean, I, I pretty much agree with that. Yeah, I know, but you're
0: more passive about that. Like like you are not beating that war drum. twenty-four. Yeah.
1: Like I don't like, I actually listen, like as somebody who like reliably buys a star Wars figure, like on a regular basis, I wouldn't be devastated if both those lines ended tomorrow. (laughs) What black series and what else? Vintage collection, like, and them oh, both please. for like, and them both for like five years. Like, there's so much stuff. What, what would so you much... do then if they take vintage collection out? What what fills it? What fills the vacuum? The vacuum is filled by the four thousand cool figures you don't have.
0: Oh, okay, Chris. So, so, so they're gonna sit there like, so they're gonna let all this money just sit on the table.
1: It, well, you're saying you, – you're you, you're floating theories like maybe they're trying to get out of it. Maybe there's no money in it anymore. Maybe they, they want to price it out of existence so that – I think
0: can- – well, I think – okay, this is my theory. Um, me being the theme park person I am, in combination of me being a Stockholm Syndrome Marvel fan, that back in 2014, I wanted a Star-Lord helmet so badly – that I remember, like, I think it had to be 2015 or 2016. It could have been even more recent. I don't remember. That Hasbro made the Star-Lord helmet. And, like, and, like, it was real. I remember when they first showed, like, renderings of it. It was the coolest thing. Like, it sat there, like, completely went over your head. It had a Bluetooth speaker in it. I was just, like, again, over the moon. As somebody who loved the design of, of Star-Lord, um, even prior to the movies and the comics. And so like, I remember finding it at Toys R Us back when they still existed here in the U S bought it immediately. I think it was even like on shelves, like a week before the street date, like made it even cooler getting it ahead of time. And like, I opened it up out of the packaging, like fit my head perfectly. Like the sound worked fine. And then like, they made, like on top of having red LEDs in it, they also put red lenses. So if you ever activated the light function, you literally couldn't see anything. And I wanted to make it into like a cosplay costume. And I'm like, this can never work. It's like, I can never wear it and have it activated because like you will, it's okay. You cannot see through it. So I actually returned it. Like this thing that I had been just clamoring over for years, like it broke my heart and I returned it. And then I'm not kidding. Like I remember, they even reissued it. I want to say around the time that Infinity War came out. I remember like asking one of the reviewers of it, like on YouTube, being like, "Did they fix the lens issue?" And he's like, "No. Like you cannot see out of this thing." And then oddly enough, Guardians of the Galaxy: Cosmic Rewind opens at Epcot like two months ago, and there's a Star Lord helmet, and I'm like, "What?" Like. I'm looking at this thing and it looks almost identical to the Hasbro version. Like it's like Droid Depot level of like, are we sure Hasbro is just like not, is it like the generic store brand yogurt versus Dan and where Dan's the one who makes it, but just sells this. Cause it's another avenue of like profitability for them. And like, I looked at this thing and it's slightly different than the Hasbro version, but the front of it, you would not be able to tell the difference. And guess what? When they re-released the helmet in like 2018, Or 2019, they actually upped the price from the earlier version from 100 to, I think, 125. And yet, the one you can buy at Epcot right now, as we speak, is only $50. And that's the thing with Disney. Like, if you were to buy a TVC droid figure, it's going to cost you around $18. If you go and get the Droid Depot version at one of the Disney parks, it's going to be probably in the ballpark of $10. And I I know, but.
1: Okay, you're you're right, but for the fact that the cardbacks on the Disney Droid Depot figures are a crime against humanity and art.
0: Guess what? Is there any talk of Disney doing away with the plastic packaging for those?
1: Hmm. <laughs> yeah but they i mean they <laughs> this is what people need people just need to get out of the vintage collection card back is the best thing ever mindset like like i mean like going back to these sort of legacy collection ones or this is 30th anniversary like this has nothing in common with the sort of kenner vintage collection aesthetic it happens to have a plastic bubble but it doesn't have that look by a long shot. It's kind of chaotic. Like there's a lot going on. There's a picture behind the figure. Like it's weird angles. The car backs cut strangely. Like we've we've been through these phases where we didn't have this aesthetic. I feel like a a figure with like that Boba Fett that I didn't get because it was filled with fake goods is closer to the aesthetic of the vintage collection than that is with a plastic bubble. Like, but it just think, is.
0: But it goes back to what I was telling you originally. It's nostalgia. Think about it. Vintage Collection is there to invoke a 60-year-old man's nostalgia when they, they for summer of 1978, got to go to a toy store and see all these figures sitting on a shelf. Then, then why and are so there- many- People
1: younger than that mad about it.
0: Because they don't know – it's it's the thing that happens, again, it has nothing to do with toys. It's the cultural thing of we pass down our hatred to the new generation. It's the notion of why do we why do we hate these people again? Well, your great-grandpappy told me back in 1834 why we hated these people because what his I great, say, great, listen, great-grandpappy
1: told them. Listen, and I put my money where, it, where my mouth is. What I say to those people is like how about you be like a – oh my God, I almost said, how about you be a real Star Wars collector? But like, let's go oh my with that. God, that oh go my that. God, burn to the be, ground, folks. I got my how, flaming
0: torch right now.
1: How about you be a real Star Wars collector and buy some Kenner figures and like be actually cool? That's what I say. People are worried about the plastic bubbles going away because you're always going to be able to get those. Uh, they're going to be a pain to afford for the rest of your life. And uh, they're definitely the coolest thing you can get. And, you know, like I've really tried to focus on it and I've gotten to like 60 out of 100. Like it's not easy and it's fulfilling and it's fun to get one. If I get a couple a year, whatever for the rest of like for the rest of the time I'm collecting. Cool. Like it, it, it's, it, you know, it has more meaning than like checking a box off a list for like everything Hasbro puts out when like a third or more of it is kind of nonsense. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I like some new, like, look at it. Like this, this, this death watch Mandalorian from season one of the Mandalorian that just came out. Uh it's awesome. I would I would buy 3 if I saw 3 in the store. I think it's cr- really cool. It it looks good. It's the articulation is great. I'm not buying the whole wave though. Like I got him and the best bib fortuna that's ever come out. That's what I got from that wave. They're both amazing. I don't need all of them and I won't be upset if like I have to go back into the library of 4000 figures while I keep collecting modern. Like not all of this stuff is good. You don't need to buy every single figure. They release a lot of duds.
0: But I think there's also an aspect, too, of just whatever's hot and trendy in the moment. Like, that's Chris, like, as much as it's fun to have the uh, the lava miner from the 30th anniversary collection, I love that's within arm's reach for you. Like, I find that absolutely fascinating. I
1: got, I got that at the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention, which I went to in Nashville earlier this year there's a lot of crazy stuff there that i bought look at this i got this dark trooper for five dollars he's huge uh he's in the mandalorian he was five dollars not that one not
0: that (laughs) one this one's silver i don't like that yeah
1: and And he's got uh, a really
0: buff upper torso that's not how a dark trooper looks
1: it's really heavy it's from dark forces a a ye old video game and my my point is that like that's a nice five the dollar figure from 25 years ago there's like I said, there's 4,000 of these things. They're, you haven't seen them all even. I'm going to go that far. You haven't even seen them all. But when I saw that lava miner, I was like, I've never even seen that character in my life. And he's in episode three and he looks amazing. He looks like the engineer from Prometheus. He's got a <laughs> lava bucket. See, but, this, uh, is, but this, is
0: nice, this is a nice little juxtaposition between Chris and I. Is I realized, like, like any good Star Wars fan, I had to have a carded figure within in, within arm's reach. And of course, guess what I pull out? The, the Ahsoka Tano from season seven of the Clone Wars. And this is yeah. a figure that I never found at retail, even though it was, it was available and I had to eventually resort to GameStop.com. But this is the thing though. And I, and I don't know what Hasbro Disney whoever's end game is for this, because think about it, This is a figure that I will never, I would, I never saw it on store shelves and based on, instagram twitter facebook it was something that was available you could find it in brick and mortar locations yet guess what i was forced to go online and we all know nobody at these distribution centers sans zenger is going through star wars toys and i don't know if that's the the end game for all this is it that star wars collecting becomes essentially mail order is that something that they want to do with the new stuff is that anything that's Desirable or contemporary or fresh is something that has to be glorified mail order.
1: I think that for a lot of these people, and I can relate to it because, like, I buy very little of this, the current stuff online, like, it sort of takes the fun out of it. Uh, Like, it's like, it's like, as primitive as it is to like check like three stores in a row to like try and find something there's something mildly fun about it especially when you succeed and you know you get a similar level of enjoyment from collecting stuff that is not currently at retail which i'm continuing to harp on <laughs> like like the fun of that is is not going to go away so like i i'm not worried about it if, if there's money in this thing it'll have a cycle and it will come back
0: well, okay, I, I absolutely agree with you. I 100% love the visceral thrill of hunting for Star Wars stuff. And again, I do want to definitely touch upon my uh, v- visit to the uh, Stormville Flea Market because Chris was kind of anticipating that for his August trip to New York. But again, this goes back, okay, probably the uh, another good example, probably the last time this will ever happen for the foreseeable future, the Black Series uh, Clone Wars wave where you had Obi-Wan, Anakin, pilot hawk and i think it was what uh echo, echo. yeah um like I, rachel and i drove around if anybody knows they're they upstate new york we literally drove from poughkeepsie all the way down to the palisades just tracking these because walmart has a pretty decent not walmart target has a pretty accurate inventory system and i literally got the last obi One. there was one guy in front of the the toy section and he was eyeballing a bunch of them figuring out which ones to buy and i no, and i snagged the last obi-wan he's like oh that like i'm now i'm he's like that's the last one And it's like, sucks to suck, dude. You shouldn't have waffled. Always pick up the toy and go to like the cleaning aisle and decide which ones you want to buy from there. Never just let them sit on the pegs. Pick up what you want and go to a different aisle. Um, and, And that's the thing. Like, no, I, and the idea of literally driving and probably spending, well, that's, back when gas was still relatively cheap, um, that's fun. Like that was a great memory, literally driving up and down the, the, the New York Thruway, just stopping at every single target, tracking the inventory for these things. Um, but it, it's, and again, and to give a nice little, uh, again, compare and contrast. Again, after that, I never saw those figures again. I never saw those Clone one figures at retail um, I think they pretty much stayed out of stock after that. I have no idea what the aftermarket prices on them are. But here's another good example. Here is everybody's favorite mandolinian, Costca Reeves. This is another figure that I've never found at retail. She was a Target pre-order that I put in like nine months in advance. One day I got the email saying, oh, your order is shipped. Came to the house. Nope, no problems. Like never opened her up. Like one day I'll open her up and put her next to uh, the never aging uh, Bo-Katan. And what happens is that this is a figure that never hit retail for me. Yet every single week, either from Big Bad Toy Store or Dorkside Toys, I get an email saying, Clearance, uh, Costco Reeves, like $9.99.
1: And yet this is a figure that I never found in the wild. I'm really feeling my Canada privilege right now because I've seen all these things at retail numerous times. It is ridiculous. Like, think, again, it goes back to the Book of Boba Fett figure I bought. I, I hate buying toys
0: online, like you said, because it robs of that visceral nature of being like, aha. Um, and, and it was very deflating for, for many, many reasons. I would imagine if I found, much like how I was tracking that Book of Boba Fett figure, if I actually stumbled upon it in the wild, I imagine my appreciation of it would have at least doubled versus how I feel now where I just, I'm mad at the fact that the backpack doesn't, or his jetpack doesn't stay on
1: yeah um well it's it i mean i think a lot of collectors can relate to wanting that sort of like the sort of like you're saying the sort of visceral experience of like finding it finding it in in the wild as they say and you know it's gonna go away because like i hate to say it you know like like as much as like this is literally a dinosaur conversation like we're talking about enjoying finding things at retail it relates to literally no other aspect of consumer products. It's well, a- everyone else is over it.
0: I know, I don't. But again, but I think, but again, this goes back and answers your question as to why people are upset with this. These are the handful of people that still believe in going around to these things. Again, like let's let's reverse time. Let's think of me tracking down the Clone Wars figures. If those were all boxed and didn't have window packaging, like even with the I remember that day where I tracked all these down, like the Anakin was the most available. And I remember comparing a couple, even though I had bought one at the, the, my nearest Poughkeepsie uh, target. I remember every single store I went to after that had at least one Anakin. And I always compared the paint apps. And if I couldn't do that now, like I would just, I I, I think there would be that notion too. And we haven't even talked about that. We kind of look more at the theft angle of it. Um, But Look about the paint application. So, like, let's let's take a heart, like, let's take the old Republic Trooper again. This is a figure that, when it comes to re- online retail, has sold out. Like, if you haven't already purchased this figure or have it on pre order through Shop Disney or Hasbro or uh, Hasbro Pulse, you're done. Like, you are going down the eBay slash Facebook Marketplace rabbit hole. And so, let's say this figure did not come in the plastic bubble. If I were to buy this and I ordered only one or two and both of them had the, like, you've seen it, Chris, the yellow racing stripe for that Book of Boba Fett, the deluxe figure. You know how angry I would be that, like, oh, well, joke's on you. Or what if, like, let's? I'm not saying you you should be buying Star Wars toys as a a method of investing in things, but, like, if they're going to do this and they have to up their quality control. And that's the thing too, where it's like, like the window packaging isn't just simply an aesthetic, nostalgic thing. It's also a way for product control. And you're expecting me, like you said, whether it be almost $30 US or 45 Canadian McDonald dollars, it's the notion of if you're going to charge that premium for whatever reason, then you have to put that equivalency of quality control in there. And that's, and, and, and that's where it's like, you're going to chase a lot of people out of this fandom for that alone like there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be like you know what i don't care about like the plastic packaging like it its time it's over but it's like i'm spending this money i for this thing that you are promising me if you cannot fulfill that then no and, and yeah, that's well, the thing
1: it's funny it's like it's like schrodinger's boba fett right like what if i had held on to that boxed figure sealed for years and then sold it to you zach And then when you opened it up and saw the interior, if you didn't know me very well, you'd think that I was up to no good. And, uh, you know, it's not ideal. Uh, and, and you might suffer the same situation with a factory ordered one.
0: I have to ask, and this is the, uh, the, the lawyer in me. I want you to do this, Chris, as somebody who I would imagine at some point in your collecting life, you've purchased something off eBay. Absolutely. Okay. So let's let's take your thought experiment and just dial it up a notch. Let's say that you buy that book of Boba Fett figure, like you did, and you sit there, let it sit in the packaging for 15 years, and then 15 years comes along, and me not knowing you, you for whatever reason you put it on eBay and you list it new sealed in package, boba fett, blah, 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 blah. I get it, and then I open it because hey, like I wanna be an opener, I want to play with the toy. I get it and obviously I go to eBay and imme- eBay is going to immediately side with me. They're not even going to question it. And then guess what? You have now a defective product on your hand that had nothing to do with you.
1: But that's only if I buy it at retail, which they would love love for but, us to But the, But this is the thing
0: though that. too is that look at it this way. Is that even let's say you – but again, think about it. It's 10, 15 years later. How would you – again, imagine you make your case to eBay – and say this: It's that notion of you are not just affecting the short-term market on this; you're affecting the long-term market on it. It's that notion. Remember, what was it? Uh, Ten years ago. Remember when they were first announcing the Xbox One? Microsoft's like, nope, no more used games. Like, j- like su- jokes on you. Sucks to suck. Like, you get a one-off. That's it.
1: And I then just so bought, me, I, I just bought a used game. It was great. It was physical media cheaper than the digital download. Please
0: exactly, continue. which I don't I cannot fathom anybody buying digital games, but that's just me. But it's the same principle where it's like someone's going to come like this is going like in my own uh, prediction/educated slash opinion, this is going to get reversed. What they're going to do is for the stupid kitty lines like I for Thor Love and Thunder they made the, the kitty toy versions, the cardboard box, but for the Marvel Legends they kept the 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 window packaging. I think what's going to happen is for certain lines they're going to keep it as is. Like I wouldn't be surprised if like for like like they're already doing whether it be the Mission Fleet or the the countless just throwaway lines they try to do appealing to kids that fail, I could see that going that direction.
1: But I don't it, it already I, has. Yeah. The new mission fleet doesn't have yeah. plastic anymore. Yeah.
0: But that's the thing though. I think they're going to sit there. Like you said, they're going to carve out a very, very particular niche for the window packaging. They'll raise the price 20% to say that every oh god, 3% from every sale is going to conserve rainforest tree. or whatever. Exactly. Um I and I think that's what they're going to do. It, it's going to be something if they're going to test the waters on this. See, cause they got nothing to lose. And then they'll sit there course correct and say, nope, nope. We listen to the fans. We're going to get at the same time. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. Um, because the only way I see this actually becoming something that fans get on board with. And I think Chris is going to absolutely love this as, as a concept. What's going to happen is the only way you're going to be able to prove the people that you have the actual like correct toy in the box is you're going to have to weigh it. Like think about it. You're going to have to open the box Take the Boba Fett figure, make sure that it looks okay then put it back in the box, get the very specific like ounces or probably ounces, I doubt it would be over a pound and then that will be the only way to actually guarantee, which it doesn't even fix the quality control problem but it's the only way to guarantee like, you know, Chris, you've seen it before like nerds at toy shows or to, like you're just retail stores, like eyeing things, looking for like the different paint applications you're going to have a bunch of nerds with like little digital like bakery scales putting toys on there, trying to figure out if it's the correct one or not based on the weight.
1: Uh, you know what? I think uh, so. I you, I don't know if I shared it in the Knights of Ada Facebook group, but I think you're underestimating the dedication of some of these thieves and the OCD of some of these thieves. Like if you're just working with little Kinder Surprise toys, like the guy, like the Boba Fett I bought, you can get that weight pretty much exact as far as any kitchen scale is concerned. <laughs> like, he, like he could, if he wanted to, that could have been the exact right weight um you know i don't you probably haven't you, you since you don't uh deal with the, the depraved aspects of vintage star wars collecting as much as me you probably you, you i don't know if you're super familiar with the mail away stuff like here's the i don't have any vintage ones here's an example this is like the this is what the box the bomar monk came in uh for the vintage for the vintage figures there's a bunch of those that were offered as mail away you got palpatine Bosque. Boba Fett, these things all came in a white box. Similarly, if you mailed away some proof of purchases back in the day, you could have got them. People x ray those. <laughs> like, literally, for some of them that are sealed, they come with a documented x ray. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but I mean, the value has to be substantial enough to justify it, of course. But uh, far enough down the road, apparently, that's what happens because weight's really probably not uh, nuanced enough.
0: The point being is that you can carry a digital scale around with you, the conventions. You can like that's the thing. If you're gonna sit there drop thousands of dollars on something or even a couple hundred dollars, I could see that. But no, I, I think the point was just to kind of characterize the absurdity that like like that this is gonna open the door for.
1: I think it'll just be open. I think it'll be good enough as sealed if you nicely cut the tape so that the box is perfectly crisp and you slide the tray out. Maybe you leave Boba Fett and all his dirty stormtrooper helmets taped in the back piece of cardboard and but you just slide it out enough to show it i mean that's where i want this to go because like buying two and three especially of something where you can't even see the figure that is that is uh that's not good you probably shouldn't do that you should probably just get one and uh open it and if you want to keep the packaging all together and complete good enough and uh, and i mean when i posted this the number of people who were saying guess what i'm doing before i even leave the store opening it from now on it's like well oh
0: well, yeah like 100% like again it's the equivalent of uh, oh god you buy like a um oh god like a bathroom vanity like if you were just to do something like that you always want to open it to make sure you don't get it home and realize there's like a giant dent inside of it or a giant just like no like like 100% like if if like I'm trying to think like, what yes, is this is not,
1: but this is not something that everyone is comfortable with. Of course. Like, well, no, but I
0: think, but again, it, it's also going to open the idea that like, it, it's going to open a lot of theft. Um, it's it, it, like, much like I said with like a uh, baby Yoda and the pram, like it's going to open the door for it. Like it, it, it's inviting problems. Like you, you have an insane amount of figure swapping to begin with happening in general. And then on top of that, you're just making it easier for, everything to go wrong whether it be theft quality control um like it's bonkers like even um like i remember explaining to uh rachel there was the uh, Navara uh, navarro cantina navarro cantina playset. we saw that and it comes with like the tvc death trooper figure that's carded and i'm like I, I remember turning around to her kind of facetiously saying i could literally open this now take that figure out and nobody would even know no, nobody would even be able to figure it out. And I'm just like, and then oddly enough, I'm, I i can't even make this up that a couple of weeks later, I was at a different target and I was waiting in line to return something. And behind the counter, there was one of those play sets that was like in the return bin for toys. And I just, I literally kind of froze and I'm like, 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 I, like part of me was tempted to ask them, like, can I please just see this for a moment and see if the tape had been ripped off? Like, part of me was so tempted to just like, look at it and be like, like, what is going on right now? And yet in just one more little toy anecdote, and I think Chris will love this, was this was in, oh God, I want to say March of 2020, I bought the Hasbro version of the Ray reforged Skywalker saber. And Because I wanted to do something with it. And I decided I was going to do something. And I'm like, eh, I, don't, I don't have the time for this. And so I returned it. Like new in box, never opened. And the return person actually tore the packaging opening open, like literally shredded it. And like said on the little like camera, oh, not camera, on the, um, the screen of the phone they're given. She's like, it's supposed to have this here. Where is that? And I turned around to them like in shock being like, You literally just ripped this thing out of the packaging. How would I know that? And she's like, well, it needs to have this in order to return it. I'm like, please get a manager because I watched you literally shred this packaging. Like, this is not on me. I'm like, this is on you. You're the one that damaged this product, not me. And eventually they kind of just backed down. This gave me my refund. But then even last summer, I bought the uh, Winnie the Pooh Lego set and the same thing happened. I returned it mint in package. The, like the sticker seal, like I didn't open it. Like I literally, it was one of those things where I bought it and I had a change of heart and returned it. And like the day later, and they really, sh- they shredded the packaging and to open it. And I literally looked at them and I'm like, the, the, it was the original manufacturer's tape. I'm like, and did you like, what are you checking for by shredding the packaging? Like they didn't scan it. There wasn't a little manual. There wasn't anything. I'm like, how would you know that anything was missing right now based on how you shredded this box open? So I don't know. I like guess somebody who works for retail, but not like a, what would you call it? Home goods, general merchandise retailer. I can't say for certain, but like I, where I work, like we sell high ticket items like leaf blowers and stuff like that to have like those like giant like batteries in them. Like someone will buy, I'm not kidding, a like $600 like battery powered leaf blower and they'll return it and say, oh yeah, the battery wasn't included. And the store will take back the item and give them a full refund. And I'll just be like, why? I'm like, I literally tried returning a $20 lightsaber and was given the third degree. And yet literally somebody returned a $700 item claiming that the most expensive aspect of it was missing when they got it home and you gave them a full refund. So, I, I don't know what the retailer aspect of this is going to be, considering that, like, think about it. If people steal stuff, it's not going to be on Hasbro, it's going to be on Walmart and Target. And in your case, Chris, Toys R Us, it's going to, they're going to eat these losses. I'm not saying it's a huge loss, but it's a loss nonetheless. And a thousand cuts eventually doesn't add up to anything good but i i don't know i would love to know what the retailer side of this is going to be in that like are they gonna be like you i think you one part you forgot to mention and you captioned it in the instagram post what was it that the target person said when you returned it oh toys r us toys r us
1: i i'm taking their word for it but i was talking to a toys r us manager let that sink in uh americans um and they and they they she said to me that when i was returning it she said that uh If enough of these get returned in this way, our system will flag it and we won't sell it anymore. I didn't pry her for more information. I don't know if that's accurate, but it's kind of like the way she described it. It could be too much trouble for them to sell something like this. If like because I mean, so just then and we can sort of cap it off with this. But like just rewinding a little bit, you can see it in the picture I posted on Instagram. There was two of these when I went in, the two of these box, the box of Boba Fett. And uh, they both had a little piece of black tape on the side of it. I'm, I don't know. Somebody on one of the reposts was like, duh, didn't you know something was up when you saw that black tape? If black tape is a marker of a return to Toys R Us, it's, it's news to me, but maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. But um, they both had the same tape on it. I'm guessing the same guy, bought both and returned them and took both which is pretty audacious because when i made my return i had to um sign print and sign my name on the receipt that they took back for me when i picked it up i was going to the checkout one of the staff members who was at the customer service desk it's for a second it was like he was trying to flag me he's like he knew something was up with it like i'll help you over here but then one of the regular cashiers like was waving me over, so it's like he already knew that those shouldn't have even been stocked. Like he already knew they were returns and highly suspect. That was the vibe I got. And the and and uh, when I went to return it, the manager was like, "Why, why do not you go get another one?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know if I want to. It's probably the same deal." And she's like, "We can check it right here." And I went back to get the other one, and it was gone in the like two minutes since since I bought it. So either that other staff member pulled it knowing that it was messed up or somebody else bought it in that two seconds. So I wouldn't be surprised if stuff like that ends up being too much trouble for them. I don't really believe her that they would go to the effort of saying, don't order this anymore, because it seems like no retailer actually gets that granular with anything. And everything Toys R Us gets are pretty much the target exclusives.
0: I will say that I'm, well, I'm again working for a retailer and also knowing how like the back end operations work. Um, what, what she probably, because this is what happens to us if they get too many returns for something, and it usually, again, has to be a a, a like a, probably a substantial amount. I would say probably in the ballpark, or probably like <sighs> minimum twenty five plus in a short amount of time considering that what most stores get a case or two and that's what four per case give or take um i i i would be shocked like the store would have to get an insane amount in and then get an insane amount of those back for it to even blip on their radar so she's probably right in a factual sense so like yeah if this is like i'm just gonna use this because like it's something that they get a lot of in bulk um if this is like pokemon cards just for a second like think about it, you get those by good Lord, how many, 24 packs in a case. And yeah, so like if like 24 of those gets returned in the span of like a week or more, it would probably blip on their radar. Um, but something like this, no, it's gonna fall through the cracks because also too, with a lot of retailers, the, the, the vendor gives them credit for things. So if they were to keep that and probably submit some form of paperwork to Hasbro, they probably could, again, I don't know if it's directly to Hasbro or just whoever the distribution is, Um, probably could get credit for that. So like if this, if the chain, it depends on how they buy, how they buy and sell things, um, on the B2B level, but, um, it's possible. Like it is possible that it's one of those things where if it happens enough, especially if they piss Walmart off, I don't think Hasbro cares about anyone other than Walmart. Um, if they really irk Walmart with these, um, I could see that eventually happening, but as we all know, Walmart just just doesn't
1: care about anything. Um, well, again, at, at the end of the day, what are the what's the margin on one of these deluxe packs, and like how many of those would yeah would Walmart have to move and notice returns on for it to like you said even blip on their radar compared to their other uh, departments, right? Like I, it's not going to happen.
0: Well, I think, but again, I think it depends on also like it, we also live in a social media economy. I think all it would take is one person. And I don't even know who that person would be. If if, Look at it this way, Chris. You are laid back Chris Porteous, who says, why are you nerds getting upset about this? There's 4,000 other figures for you to collect, you nerds. Um, Imagine you get one – again, look at it this way. And I'm going to make this as kind of, oh God, a combustible scenario as I possibly can. Let's say you get – and again, making it really the most just difficult situation ever – and you get, whether it be a year from now, two years, it's a Riva action figure. And you have somebody take out a Reva action figure and replace it with a white character and say, look, look at what they're doing. My daughter was so empowered to have this character and to have my disappointed daughter open this up. And you have that one person just plug that in the social media algorithm just the right way. I see it could be something like that, like uh, like I said, I could like uh, who, who was the guy who was sitting there, what putting Rose Tico figures and acetone, um, whoever that was. Like I could see that becoming something that gets like it's not even not even intended that way. It's just because some jerk stealing a figure. I I could see that being a catalyst as to how this gets reversed.
1: There's literal examples of. Things similar to what you're describing that have made an impact, at least as far as certain characters are labeled on boxes and things like that. But um, what you're basically saying is like somebody with the right following uh, getting irate about this would make a difference. And, you know, I don't feel good about contributing to the general nerd pe- nerd pe- and i i say that uh, as a term of endearment i i'm a nerd about this stuff too but like i don't feel good about contributing to the panic about this issue which i have certainly done with in some of these groups with this photo because i don't think if they got 25 of those in you know they're like they're not all gonna be stolen <laughs> it's the you know what like I, maybe that's the only one that they ever get in that got stolen but, but look, and, at, and that's one look i at this to pick up
0: look at this in a black market sort of way let's say that your store got in 10 of those figures let's just assume it that way let's let's say some and whether the guy took the figure like you made the i was going to interrupt you but like you made the comment about like when you return this thing you had to sign a piece of paper who's saying that the guy is even taking them out of the store much like i made the joke about you always take your star wars figures to a different aisle and then you you choose your paint apps what if this guy literally went to like a, a dark corner of the store opened them all up dumped them into a a plastic bag looks directly into the camera lens um and walked out with them and replaced them with all the kind of stupid little knickknacks that you got think about that like that is a a figure that's going for $28 new us 45 canadian fun dollars and even if you can put those on ebay for for $20 each as loose guess what that dude probably sat there made $100 which is what give or take two phillips the pump like i, I think, think any,
1: i think anybody who tries to sell one of these loose is going to get a raised eyebrow to be honest especially if it's anywhere near retail price which and if it's uh, like and i don't think this guy did this in the store because all these little figures are like taped in and stuff like i i don't know
0: i'm just saying is that the, like as much as like again you don't want to incite the nerd uh rage i think
1: Recounting. I got scorned for I got scorned for how unoffended I was by the whole situation. <laughs>
0: but I think, but I think the point is that like y- you are, you didn't do anything but hold up a mirror to the issue. Um, like, like, yeah, if you sat there, like, bought this thing, it came in the package as described, and you planted the picture of the little army man with the parachute to sit there, like, kind of like get a rise at everybody. I would be like, okay, like again could it happen yes but you're kind
1: of just stoking the fire um but it, it's something that real that happens yeah well i mean the reason you the uh, the reason i think is a good uh good evidence of that not being the case is the fact that i do not care about this issue at all <laughs> like if somebody wanted to fake something like that to push forward the narrative of why plastic free packaging is a disaster i'd be suspicious of these type of posts on those pages but like they can do that tomorrow for all i care honestly
0: but again i I do think like again this is a bad decision for hasbro to be making across the board i don't think there's any benefit to this like true benefit outside of the pr win and here's the best part
1: and this is the best part and the reason why this whole community is crazy and like we're part of the problem they've never even said that they're going to do this with the vintage collection
0: it doesn't matter it's happening right now like if you want that think about it, chris look at it this way like if i want a three and three quarter inch boba fett this is the road i have to go down for better or worse
1: but i feel like there's a single like regular carded one already announced is there, is there? Uh, I there aren't you tell me yeah, I mean, wasn't there one with like slightly different pants or something? Like, didn't that already come out? Well, yeah, out? well, yes, like, like
0: again, Malibu Stacy, but this time with a hat. Um, like, yes, there's like four different versions of Boba Fett. Like, we have, oh god, we have Tython Boba Fett, we have Morak Boba Fett, we have Book of Boba Fett, but we have, uh, oh god throne room book of boba fett but that's technically mandalorian still because that was the teaser and then we have the book of boba fett boba fett like there, there is i think three if not four versions between the three and three quarter inch and six inch lines
1: dude i want that the that, one that vintage collection throne room so bad i should have i should have ordered that by now oh, they finally that... took that down did they
0: i don't know they were threatening that during a celebration that was only gonna be posted for like a couple more days
1: Maybe it's gone then. I don't have anywhere to put it. Like I will be getting those at one of those at some point, whether it's like three times the price on the secondary market or not. In my opinion, that's like one of the best things they put out in the last few years.
0: I just want fat bib or tuna. That's all I want in life.
1: I like that, but I would be setting it up with Java for sure. But you know, like that has no plastic packaging. Like I'm sorry to break it to you guys. You should not order it.
0: But that's okay. But this is the same thing as the the HasLab Razor Crest. Like if you're will, that's a thing. Is that if it's in a environment, I think about it. Like, I know there were some issues of quality control on the Razor Crest, but they were few and far in between. And it's something that never touched the hands of anybody outside of the manufacturer, the, distrib- the distributor, the oh God, the delivery service, and then the consumer. Like, there wasn't the idea of it ever sitting on a shelf. And, and again, it goes back to the Navarro playset thing. Like, yeah, like if there was a Razor, again, if I spent 300, like let's say the Razor Crest actually was something that was something for brick and mortar. If that sat on a shelf and I spent $350 on whether it be that or the uh, Galaxy's Edge Falcon that came out like, like two years ago and I got that home and it was missing like the super duper like carded exclusive figure, I would be livid because it would be like, I want this as a ship, but, like, it's missing a feature of it. Like, okay, Target, cut me a deal. Like, give me 25% off because it's missing a something that's on the box that it doesn't have. Um, and, again, it's creating a bad experience that as much as you can get mad at Target or Toys R Us or Walmart, it's not ultimately their fault. They're not going to put spider wrapping security things on all this. They're just not. Um, again, I think it's opening a can of worms. That's like, again, the whole point of a hobby, it's supposed to be fun. Like, yes, do nerds make it worse, but this is creating a problem based on the side of the folks
1: that want to keep us as happy as possible. That's another part of the reason for my indifference. And like, and I, and I'm, we, we we probably sort of beat the subject to death, but at some stage you do just have to blame the thief.
0: Well, yes, but all, yes, you have to blame the thief though. But if I have a hundred thousand dollars and I put it in the, in the middle of a, empty field and then when the thief steals it and i call the cops they're gonna say why was it sitting in the middle of an open field like if you make it easy for them it's also your fault you're just as culpable like it takes two to tango
1: i guess but what you're what we're what this whole sort of community is calling making it easy for them is completely standard practice as far as retail products are concerned
0: yes but most retail products do not have a newfound. oh god trend of this happening as of late. Like that's the thing. Like I feel like Hasbro again, no, it's one of those things where it's like Hasbro has the right to do whatever they want. It's our job as the consumer to vote with our dollars and walk away. Like I've said numerous times, it's called that, that Obi-Wan Kenobi, you and McDonald figure with the floating rocks, hot toys, like not even a question as to whether like if I had to choose between spending the $300 for that Or rolling the dice on like if it were a windowless packaging, it's like, no, like I will sit there, save my money, splurge, and buy myself one really super duper figure over a dozen or so that will be the same cost, and it's gonna be shoddy paint apps at best. Like that's the thing. It it, like they they are forcing me down a path that I really, if I had my druthers, I would not go down. I'd rather have 10 to 15 figures a year that have decent quality control paint apps. Versus the one that I know will, no questions asked. And considering that we're getting more and more toward the higher, again, pricier and pricier, God, 10 years ago, the NECA figures, I remember buying all the Pacific Rim Yeager figures and they were $15 each. Like all these like meticulously crafted, like almost statuesque figures and they were $15. And then in less than a decade, we've more than doubled that. Um, like that's sheer insanity for multiple, multiple reasons.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't mind if these got fewer and farther between, I would still buy them if they pay slow down big time.
0: I, I, the fact that you're saying, considering that we are just now, what, six months after Book of Boba Fett concluded getting figures from this show and you're like, guys, you gotta slow down. You're moving too fast. Like, I just, I just. I just want a Kenobi figure before September.
1: Dude, if uh, guys here have got their Kenobi vintage collection figures from GameStop, like while the show was like basically the last day it was coming out.
0: That, that is an anomaly. And for, for me, um, considering that I, I, my target pre-order for the vintage collection one is saying like July 25th delivery. And I do not believe that based on the fact that my, my, Harrison Ford actually looks like him from The Force Awakens, figure that was part of that order, gave me an update. And it's like, your order's been delayed until like November. And I'm like, well, only a matter of time until that email shows up. We finally have the technology to give him gray hair. I know, right? All right. Two last things. because I do want to just circle back to the uh, Maximos questions about Galaxy's Edge. But one last thing, the Stormville flea market. So Chris, I think you're going to, lo- again, I kind of like, I was sending Chris messages about this. Chris was anticipating be able to partake in this. And I actually found out a good reason. Apparently they're doing it in July and September this year, not August. That's why I found out. And so as I was walking around this thing, a, there was hardly any toys. And the reason I found out that there were hardly any vendors in general is because they were only doing it for one day this year yet they versus like two days for the weekend and they were charging like the full price for like a vendor spot so like oh i heard a lot of the vendors just said what like i'm gonna wait until september like i'm, I'm not gonna sit there come up for one day and pay the full price for a spot like it's not worth my time um but the thing about it is like as i walked around i was kind of shocked at how little star wars merchandise there was like, almost, like, again, I remember, because my father used to take me to a lot of toy shows back, like, in the early, like late 90s, early 2000s, because he had a lot of Lionel trains from, like, the 1940s. So, like, he was always parading those around. Um, and so, I obviously, as a kid, like, I was just barely getting into Star Wars. Like, oh, God, so many, so many Power of the Force 2, like, toys. And, like... Even in the last 15 years or so, like it was inevitable that you would always find Star Wars stuff, whether it be yard sales, flea market, Star Wars is an inevitability um, for the very little, even just phantom menace stuff. Like Chris, I can imagine you can attest phantom menace stuff at any of these things is never hard to find because people thought that was going to be their uh, investment for life.
1: Absolutely. See, I, I even see the, the Queens Royal Starship locally a couple times a year in random places. It's crazy. I
0: brought like I brought money with me cuz like I wanted to buy something cuz I there's an Instagram account that I follow I'm probably butchering the name but I think it's called Star Wars Thrifting and I got so jealous because she actually found an Attack of the Clones lunchbox and I just like as Chris can tell you I am like on like a trip trying to find any sort of this weird Attack of the Clones like era stuff because anybody know everybody knows that Lucas scaled back all the tie-ins for that after the deluge of the phantom menace. So that stuff is just a little more harder to come by. And so like, I was so excited. It's like, okay, like I'm ready for this. And like, just there was hardly any star Wars stuff. Like there was a couple of bins that had figures in it, but like very, very minimal at best. But the thing I think Chris will find hilarious as the thing that was the most tempting. And it wasn't even for sale back in 2012, my mother had a yard sale and she sold a bunch of like my kitty bedsheets. And one of them was my Attack of the Clones bedsheets. And as I was walking around at this flea market the other day, somebody had the bedsheets, but they were being used as a tablecloth <laughs> to put just egg crate upon egg crate of just random non-stuff, like non-Star Wars stuff on it. And like, I, I-, I met some friends there. And they're like, oh, anything catch your eye so far? And I'm like, yes, but it's not for sale. And they looked at me like, what would why wouldn't it be for sale? I'm like, they were using it as a tablecloth. And I'd feel really bad going up to them, being like, anyway, I can buy this off you. Like it would be so kind of just like out of the norm. Um, but kind of shocking that the most tempting thing was Star Wars bedsheets from 20 years ago. Other than that. The only other thing that really caught my eye was uh, somebody had some 2002 uh, 12 inch Sony Spider Man stuff like Willem Dafoe, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst. Other than that, like really, like the toy stuff was like like very few and far in between. Star Wars. Beyond that was non-existent and kind of shocking, considering that you would think a flea market with toys that would be like a slam dunk.
1: Well, I I do remember going to this. Uh, stormville flea market in 2019 uh, the last time i was in your neck of the woods and uh i also didn't uh i didn't find any star wars stuff that time either but i think it's sort of just an excuse for the for the for us nerds to get out and get some air and walk around a little bit but <laughs> but uh i you know i did see a Necca arnold from the predator covered in mud that really tempted me but i i didn't go with that i think i ended up with uh a Black Sabbath and a Dio vinyl record and that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, but yeah,
0: like I said, just it's weird like how Star Wars is not even like a collecting like I said as Chris knows I went to two toy shows earlier this summer and even there too, like don't get me wrong, like, Star Wars is there, it's a presence, but it it's not what it was 15 years ago even. Like it it feels scaled down the way that people just like I said, I, like Chris said, I think we're part of a dying breed right now. And I don't think, like any sort of like dying species, I don't think the Dodo knew it was on its way out. Um, but I think we are in that point, like when it comes to, at the very least, Hasbro, that this is, this is a collector's niche that is going to shrink over time, more so than it currently has.
1: I kind of agree. And I think that if it does and it hibernates for a little bit, it will come back better and more interesting and those four thousand figures will always be there for you to find. So uh what did you uh what did you want to say about uh Galaxy's Edge Zach?
0: All right, so Maximo, friend of the show, friend of Cinematis, um, has is planning a trip. And he is asking me all these sort of questions that like over a, a mess, a direct message, I don't think I could do them justice. Um, the big thing, Maximo, and I'm speaking directly to you, anybody else who's planning a trip, feel free to listen. Um, first, you are going to Disneyland, I believe. Disneyland does do some things differently than Disney World, which is where I've been my entire life. Um, so I just want to preface it all with that. Um, keep in mind, all this has to be done through the My Disney Experience app. Um, even if you buy tickets from a third party, which I don't advise you do, um, buy every, create an account through the app, a brand new account and purchase your tickets through the app. You, you won't again, the discount anywhere else will be negligible at best and it'll be worth it doing it directly through the app because you'll be saving uh, you'll be saving yourself the headache because everything will be streamlined. Once you buy your ticket, it doesn't matter. you have to make a park reservation for the day you'll be going to that park. So for the sake of argument if you're going if you intend to go to Disneyland on August 1st buy your ticket first then you have to make your reservation for that park versus California Adventure for example um then once you've done that then you have to actually search for the day you'll be in that park and get a reservation for Savi's workshop, the lightsaber building experience. Um, That's the part that's hard because those usually fill up anywhere from three to six months in advance. Sometimes spots remain open just depending on the time of year, but because it's summer, I I doubt it. Um, In that instance, if that entire day is booked and there's nothing available, um, why I say this, and Chris can probably attest to it, check every single hour. Any moment you have your phone open, Go to the app, select Savi's Workshop, and just refresh it for that day. Um, that's how I got reservations to both Savi's Workshop and Oga's Cantina. Savi's Workshop, I got the reservations for one morning at 5 a.m. as I was driving to work. Um, I just got lucky. I just like hit a red light or something. I pulled my phone out and just, you know what? It was there. I got it. Um, same thing with Oga's. I got my Oga's reservation the morning of doing this i woke up at like three in the morning checked it and someone must have canceled that night um it's luck of the draw just your best odds like anything just constantly keep refreshing um i will say if you can get an appointment later in the day the better you don't want to be carrying that lightsaber around as chris i remember chris making the comment that trying to carry this thing around to rides and asking them if i was allowed to do it they're like yeah sure just put on the floor like won't it get banged up on the floor and whatever it can sit on the floor I'm I okay, spent $200 for this stupid thing. I don't really want it to be on the floor. Um, make the appointment as late in the day as possible so you don't have to carry it around. They should
1: also better publicize the fact that the First Order has a FedEx.
0: Well, no, he did. Well, Maximo lives in Mexico. So I did bring that up to him and he's not sure about international shipping. And so I've told him this at least three times now. Do not bring it in the carry-on. The last thing you want to do is get to the security checkpoint and they tell you what is that you're not bringing that on the plane. Spend the money, FedEx it, UPS it, whatever international shipping that's your choice, do it that way. Take the mystery out of it, spend the money. You've spent so much as it is, what's an extra couple, 30, $40. Just do it right. Um, other than that, all I can say is uh, have fun. Um, but like I told Maximo, do your research. I know it's insane. Um, in, in the Galaxy's Edge episode that we did with my trip, Um, do the research because it's insane the amount of homework you have to do. If you really want to get your money's worth out of this, it is bonkers. And other than that, it's fun. Um, definitely if you do build this lightsaber, keep in mind that certain colors of the crystals are only available for purchase outside the experience. Um, the white one you have to buy outside. I think the orange one you have to buy outside is, or the yellow, the yellow you have to buy outside as well. Um, other than that, there's really not much. It's it's a quick experience. I think it's 20 minutes in and out. Um, it's fun. Just know that you have to pick your, there's four different types of lightsaber hilts you can, you can build just know in advance. There's stuff online you can find about that. Um, but again, just do that research. Um, because, and then I guess the big thing is do rise of the resistance first thing in the morning. Um, get, usually they open the park. Usually about an hour before the official lead time, and even if they don't get there, so you're one of the first people, and then just rope drop it like V line for Rise of the Resistance, because if you don't get on that thing in the first hour the park's open, you will be waiting three plus hours. And even though that ride is not the greatest thing to ever exist, as a Star Wars fan, it's something you must experience if you're there. Um, but other than that, just have fun and just like I said, I really can't reiterate it. Hit that part uh, point hard enough. Research. Um, Buy that book, buy The Unofficial Guide to Disneyland, um, just constantly thumb through it whenever you have a free moment and just watch YouTube videos, stuff that's been done in the last three to six months because stuff is constantly changing. Um, Anything beyond six months, I can't even guarantee that it's accurate or relevant. Uh, Anything else? Any other words of uh, encouragement for Maximo's trip to Disneyland, Chris?
1: Uh, None at all. I had a really strange experience in regards to Galaxy's Adjet Celebration, but that's a story for another time.
0: Mm, I look forward to hearing it. All right. So conclude this episode of Knights of Vader, Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. You'll find us there waiting for you. Instagram at KOV podcast. If you follow it, you have known about Chris's experience with this figure in real time. If you like what you hear, please rate review and subscribe to us on iTunes. And thank you to everybody who has rated us on Spotify. I see that we, I think we have 10, 10 review uh, ratings on there, which is great, which the more the better. There's so many po- high-profile podcasts on Spotify that have no ratings, it's almost shocking that people haven't tapped into that. Um, do it whether you like us or just you want to increase our uh, social media optimization. Uh, for questions, comments, or concerns, or sniper remarks, Zach, Cinematis, or the Facebook group, Be more than happy to sit there, uh, much like Maximo, answer your questions on Disney Star Wars theme park nonsense. And when I'm not on this podcast, I'd say check out the Cinemates podcast, but that is on a weird hiatus right now because I do not know what's happening with that podcast. So the moment I know, I will let you know. But Chris, when you are not being disappointed with your Canadian Toys R Us, what are you up to?
1: You can follow me on Instagram at thechrisporteus, where I post some photography now and then. And just like Zach said, follow at KOB Podcast on Instagram if you want to get a heads up when we post a new episode.
0: All righty, folks. Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the window packaging be with you.